Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Gunner Chat. Today we're going to be reviewing the away loss to Aston Villa courtesy of a second minute strike from Ollie Watkins. Um, not the best start that we're looking for after a highly contentious game against West Ham. It all comes from a, a Cedric error um, and it was hard to get back from that. Jamie, what were your thoughts on the the, uh, the mistake there? Uh, the my main thing with Cedric is he is a right back and the experiment to play him on the left-hand side just isn't working. He, uh, I just don't think he's in control on that side and Gabriel himself hasn't recovered from COVID, so he's a bit slow on and off the ball. Mm. But, but other than that, I thought Ryan had a really, really good game. The deflection was the only thing that really cost him. For a short goalkeeper, he's got a good reach on him. Yeah, I mean, well, it, well, it, it, it all starts with the, the pass from Gabriel, doesn't it? Which... I thought that was all right. I think Cedric was first to it. You know, it maybe wasn't right to him, but, you know, I don't think that put us in a particularly dangerous spot. Um, and it's just a, it's a mix up between Cedric and Gabriel, isn't it? I think, I think Cedric's got to take most of the fault for that. Um, and he's then beaten by Traore very easily. Um, Cross comes in. Uh, it does take a huge deflection. We have to point that out. Um but yeah, I, th- I think there's so many culprits in that move. H- holding needed to be closer to Watkins. Um, and then there's the question, could Ryan have got anything on it? I, f- I feel a little bit harsh in asking that. Uh, wh- what do you make I, of it, George? Um, I think Ryan did the best he could. The deflection yeah. came whilst you know, he was already in movement, trying to make the save. Um Ultimately, the the fault is with Cedric. Gabriel played a relatively good pass considering it, he was picking it out of the air. Mm-hmm. And Cedric just didn't lay it off with enough power. And you can look at it with Gabriel as well. He didn't react fast enough to follow through and meet the ball. Instead, he kind of moved forward. Then he backed off again. And before you know it, Traore is in behind and the cross is in. Like you said, I think Holden should have done better there. Um, He's too far away, wasn't he? Yeah. And Ollie Watkins, just it's a fortunate deflection for him, but it's still a, still a good goal, still a great yeah. Aston Villa move. And once again, I think the difference between, say, like us and Villa at the moment is taking the chances. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit sort of pushing it to criticise Ryan for not saving that. I think it would have been a fairly unbelievable save, just considering the. it did take a reasonable deflection. It did alter the path of the ball. So, yeah, he did what he could. Um, but ask, sorry, do you have to ask, do you think Leno would have got to that as well? Like you said, he had to kind of get up mm. off the ground and scramble to try and reach it. It was a very, very unlucky moment for Ryan. But other than that, I thought he had a really good game. He made some good saves. Um, and, you know, he did his part in keeping the score at 1-0. Yeah. And I mean, that was sort of reflective, that whole move of the the tempo from Arsenal at the start, wasn't it? It wasn't quick enough. It's too lethargic, just not really matching the pace. Because um, it wasn't really until the 28th minute where, where Jack had the free kick, we really didn't create much at all in that that whole period did we no um have to say hats off to Xhaka that was a fantastic effort certainly was if it was I think any other keeper between the posts it 
probably would have been in. But, you know, we've seen Martinez throughout the latter end of the last season, how good he can be. Um, but like you say, we just had, didn't really create enough chances with enough urgency to get ourselves back in the game. And as time went on, the score stays the same. And it's only really in the later stages we put enough pressure on to really look like we're coming close. I think just in the first half, there were, you know, Villa did go forward. They did push for a second and there were opportunities on the break and it just all felt too too slow. The final ball, whether it was Pepe, whether it was Saka, whether it was Lacazette, there were just always a few too many touches and Aston Villa were back so fast that, you know, there just wasn't that room for error. He had to get that that quick pass in. Um, yeah, that great, great save for Martinez. Holding had a few headers, actually. Um, he, he does sort of rise up and get a few um, few chances, but they're never on target, are they? No, no. He With his kind of stature, you know, he's a big guy. He needs to be improving that in his game um, and we, we see it from other defenders in the Premier League bagging goals from set pieces and I think that is something that is missing with holding it's something I think we need to see more of if we want to really take advantage of set pieces yeah yeah and he's had a few chances this season I mean you, you know you're not expecting your centre-backs to be back in 10-15 a season are you but most of the top centre backs do chip in with with a few each season, don't they? You know, um, I mean, zero from a hundred and two games—not really a good. He's never scored. Uh, not in the Premier League. Really? Wow. Well, the there you go. Z- zero goals in the Premier League. I think he's that got one. One in the cup. Can't remember which cup, but yeah. It just reminds you of Cockerland, doesn't it? Sort of doing all the defensive stuff right, but never because he never scored, did he? In the in the Premier League, not to my knowledge, no, no. <laughs> or, or ever. I'm really sifting through the history there, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall it. But saying about being clinical, we had 66% of the possession. We had 14 shots off target, only three on target, and yeah. I can't remember. I've just looked at the stats. We actually didn't go offside once. For me, if we're not if we're zero offsides, that means we've not pushed the team. We played well, play possession football. It also means they've sat really deep. Yeah, I think yeah. I think to be honest, that is what it is. Villa have um I think the statistic was they've won eleven out of twelve games where they've gone ahead. Um and to to be honest, I thought they were brilliant at the back. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Um Mings was a menace target did well cash did well um concert did well but let's come on to concert because 40th minute took Saka out from behind that was a potential red card incident um what do we make of that um I think I can see why the referee hasn't given a red I think it's too it's not close enough to the to the goal um I think you know we're not that far off the halfway line at this point but also it's, he's arguably not the last man. If you look on the other flank, you've got another Villa defender chasing back. And I think by the time Saka gets to a point that he's on goal, they're going to be one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I think it was Target uh, or maybe Cash. I'm not sure now, but I don't think either of them are catching Saka from... For me, they were slightly behind. Um, it's It's not given... 
because it's I mean for me it is a goal scoring opportunity definitely but it's not a by the law a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity yeah so and I think um, from the last match as well he actually went for the ball but to be honest he made a he made a not a great challenge on Lacazette straight after on a yellow so Konsa was riding his luck a little bit um, I was a bit frustrated as well, seeing how many times Grealish took Saka out and, and didn't get booked. Um, yeah. But yeah, there you go. And then the um, first half really wrapped up with the the rocket from Pepe, which was was just over after holding sort of held the ball up, didn't he? And did a few sort of little turns and found him on the wing. Yeah, we saw a bit of Holdinho in there today. We did. There's a few step overs at one point, wasn't there? <laughs> Honestly, at one point I was thinking, you know what, swap him with Alba because I think we're going to have more chance with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Pepe had chances today. Um, Smith Rowe had a brilliant chance early in the first half. He did a great little dribble through the middle. But again, Ming's fantastic block. Um, I, I've not watched loads of, of Villa, but I'm dead impressed with Ming's. Um, and then there was the other... Um, the other contentious issue, the well, what we thought to be a foul on Lacazette by Martinez. Uh, Jamie, what did you make of that? He's got all. I mean, I know you wanted to leave Arsenal, but why are you trying to get someone's shirt back off of him that quickly? <laughs> <laughs> it was a penalty. I'm I'm sorry. It's I a pen, understand. isn't it? It's a it's pen. A pen. I don't understand what the point of VAR is. Sometimes I'm one of the biggest defenders of VAR and get laughed at for it. But well, as a, as a concept, it's great. It's only as good as people using it. If you're not going to use it, there's no point sure. of it. Yeah, and I mean, watching Peter Dalton on BT Sport afterwards was absolutely infuriating. I mean, the, the pundits were tearing him to shreds because he, he I, I can't remember exactly the words he used, but he said, he said, VAR is not here to get the correct decisions. It's here to overturn clear and obvious errors. And the pundits just tore him apart. And he was he was so defensive of VAR. And then he literally went, oh, oh, well, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's growing and it's it's going to improve. And, <laughs> you know, so he's there to sort of be firm and defend it. And even he had to be. I mean, he was making the argument that Lacazette felt the contact on his shirt and went down. And the pundits are going, oh, because that never happens. You know, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you and never you, watched... you sneeze near Grealish and he goes bloody down. Yeah, have you never watched him or Fernandez play football? You know, like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually didn't make all that much of it live during the game, um, because you, I think you did need the close up to see the hand on his shirt. And Martinez does quite clearly have his, his hand on, you know, yeah. on his shirt, he is pulling him. Whether yeah, Lacazette not... allows him to take him down or not, to me, is immaterial. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's another decision that's gone away. Um, so I think I think we all agree should have been a penalty. Yeah, should, definitely should have been a penalty. Yeah, definitely a penalty. Like Jamie said, it's what is the point of VAR if we're not going to use it? Um, to the the statement of it's not here to get the correct decision; it's here to overturn the wrong ones. But that in itself is to get well the the, the obvious the obvious errors he he meant. Um, but it's well, that you have to argue is an obvious error. You've, you've not yeah. even looked at it. And, you know, we've seen penalties. The, for example, the penalty given last week for hairline touches, which cost, ultimately cost us the game. 
and yeah. yet Martinez essentially sacks Lacazette to the ground. You know, it, it wasn't just contact. He went down with him, pulling him all the way. Um, yeah. So for it to not even be looked at, it just, once and again, think... just the decision's not going our way. And unfortunately, it's one of these things that is not going in our favour and it's costing us results. And I think 55th, 56th uh, minute, that's, you know, I think we score that. And I think then we've got a great chance to go on and, and take the game, haven't we? So it's tough to take. It's it's frustrating to be sitting here talking about refereeing decisions. Um, you know, we're, we're bored of them as Arsenal fans, aren't we? But it is what it is. Anyway. Um, you, can, you can blame the referee, but also did we really try hard enough to score? I, well, I think we tried hard enough. I think yeah. there were lots of positions in the box. Um, I thought, I thought, particularly in the second half, we were well on top. They, they had some chances on the break, uh, sure, but I thought Pepe, Saka, Smith Rowe. I thought they looked very lively. Yeah, um, Pepe definitely looked the deadliest for us of the the front three. Unfortunately, Lacazette not and Aubameyang really didn't make much of the game but obviously we're going to get to Aubameyang well let's let's yeah let's talk about Alba he comes on the 59th minute um I I thought he'd he'd play on the wing because I'm struggling to recall a good performance from him playing in that that CF role or striker role um and and honestly he could have been sitting off the side of the pitch I don't think I would have noticed today yeah, um, I can see why he was given that centre-forward role. Um, Pepe was playing too well to take him out. Um, I thought Pepe was going to be the source of the goal. Um, so, yeah, seeing Lacazette come off, I thought that was the right call. But again, it, it made no impact. You know, Alba went missing as much as Laka did. And, of course, Villa defended really well and they sat deep and we really had to push them to try and get inside. But Aubameyang, like, this is the guy that we need to step up and take us back to where we belong. And for, for the majority of this season, we've not seen it. Is the is the intent there from Aubameyang? Do you, do you feel like you're really getting the the effort and the desire that you need to pull yourself and your team out of that position. Is that there from him? When he came on, did he go over to Bellerin and take the captain's armband off him? No. I don't know, actually. No, I, I don't, don't think sure. he did. I don't think I saw him with the captain's armband. If you're the captain, you're coming on the pitch, you're 1-0 down, you take that captain's armband off and you lead the team. And I just don't see any leadership from him. Day no, in, he's not out. a leader. But we knew that he's he he you know he he sort of got the armband by process of elimination, didn't he? Um, yeah. You know he's got it because Jacker. You know we all know about the Jacker incident. Starting um, fights with fans. Bellerin was out with his ACL at that point. Yeah. Um, and I think. You know, Louise came in after, so he he wasn't considered for it. Um, I mean, this all stems back to Emery's five captains disaster, doesn't it? <laughs> of the five captains, and we still don't have a clear one. Oh, one of them was Meza Erzel as well. Was, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Emery really did have to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought there were 
quite a lot of sort of almost chances in the second half. I thought Erdegaard looked quite lively, actually. I mean, look at him sort of as juxtaposition against Aubameyang. I thought he was very lively, lots of movement, really up for it. Um, had a great chance. I think he was maybe too eager with that chance because that really was a great chance. And he's he's basically just hammered it, isn't he? Um, what did you make of him? I, I thought it was good. Um, the chance was really disappointing because you, I think he should have buried that, but I think he was potentially trying to go for a corner. I thought the defender was going to reach him and he's just pelted at it, hoping for the best. But, you know, like you said, a lot of good movement from him. He kind of drifted out wide and then cut inside really well. He's linking up the link up play with Emil Smith Rowe and Saka was good at one point. Um, so, you know, there's a case there for the two of them to play together. But well, uh, Two CAMs? Uh, well, with Erdegaard outright and okay. um, Emel running through the middle. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. Hmm. Um, but that's kind of what we ended up with today, wasn't it? It was almost sort of Jacker in the defensive role and then... You know, arguably we had three centre attacking midfielders on the pitch with, um, you know, maybe William at a stretch. But yeah, no, I, I thought he looked good out of guard, but uh, just, yeah, it's from the strikers, isn't it? Where we need that that lethal, that lethal finish. Yeah. Whenever I see us crossing balls in for headers, though, I just really do not think that is our route. No, there's um, no one there. When do we score headers? Just when we have almost when we have never. Giroud in the team, oh wait, yeah. that was yeah, three years ago. I mean, I don't see that being Abamyang's route back to form headers against Mings no. and concert. That I, no, no. If we tried, we tried it against teams like Tottenham and United, and just got laughed off the pitch with it. Basically, they'll 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 take that all day, you know. Um, and it was it was when we had the more intricate moves, which you know. Mostly came through Saka and, and Smith Rowe, I thought, and Pepe did a few dribbles that we looked most most deadly. Yeah, unfortunately, Aubameyang just doesn't have a place in this team right now, and that is a no. Very I don't think he does. Sorry, in thought, is he proving to be a mistake offering him that contract? You know, mm. our two most out of form players are our two most expensive ones in Aubameyang and Willian. In terms of contract, you mean? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, for me, I'd I'd even have Martinelli over Aubameyang at the moment. Um, Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Willian, 74th minute, Partey off injured, looked like the thigh. That is not what we want to see, is it? No. I mean, we, we've seen it quite a few times this season, Partey coming off with a knock. I think he's still transitioning to the physicality of the Premier League, but he's a big guy. We need him to be able to take these knocks and just brush it off and move forward. Well, I don't, I'm not so sure it's a knock. It seems to be a the recurring injury with his thigh, which implies he may not have sort of fully recovered at any point. Um I mean, he's absolutely integral. Whenever he's on the ball in the middle of the park, he just looks so solid, doesn't he? Yeah, um, he's got the range to pass. And I think he makes Jacker into 
just a much better player. And I think you see this with partnerships. Like, you know, you look at Liverpool and what Van Dijk has done, but, you know, I don't think anyone would argue that Joe Gomez is a world-class defender. You know, I don't think anyone would say that. But with Van Dijk, he's playing somewhere towards that level in that partnership, aren't they? You know, yeah. you can always think of pairs like that, you know, like like John Terry with uh, Cahill a few years back. I don't think anyone would have classed Cahill as one of the best the best defenders around. But, you know, playing with Terry it elevated his level, didn't it? And I think you see that with, with Xhaka and, um, and Partey. Yeah, but we need to see some more consistency from Partey in terms of his fitness. Mm, Hopefully yeah. we get over this hump and we can, you know, he gets a good run of games starting, completing a full 90. And I think we'll, we're yet to see the best of him. I think, well, I think he's looked pretty good though, isn't he? Oh yeah, but I think there's more there. Mm. And that's going to come with full fitness. Yeah, yeah. Well, are, are there too many games? That's another question. It's his third injury this season already. Mm. And he's played what? Two no, not two months worth of football. When did we sign him? Actually, how much how many October. games has he actually played? It can't be many, six or seven, probably. And it was a muscular injury, and he didn't feel well enough to carry on. So that's why they took him off. Mm. Is is that a player not being managed right, or is that a player that isn't fit enough to be playing? Well, I think if if he felt it was the same injury as before, and that did keep him out for five, six weeks, didn't it? Then, you know, they weren't really pushing. So I think bringing on someone attacking at that point, it was fine. I was okay with that. Um, but, but but why Willian? Again, when we have Martinelli on the bench. Again, do yeah. you think, has Arteta made a mistake there? You know, trying to trust Willian, who he's had, what, one or two shots on target all season. He's done nothing since the first game. Yeah. And Keon made a good point on the commentary. He said every time William gets the ball on the wing, he just cuts back inside and looks for a, a safe pass. He almost never takes anyone on. Um, he's just, I mean, you, you could, he, he, he did do it once or twice actually as the game went on, but you could see that the pace is not there anymore. Um, and I, I, I don't, maybe he feels like he just can't beat people now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just tired of William, and it's the same arguments, you know. Oh, he's got the experience and all of this, but where where is it? Step up or <laughs> yeah. step out, in my opinion, because you've come in on a 200k plus contract, and so far it's cost us 200k for an assist. Two assists. <laughs> no, two, two assists. Two, two assists. Two sorry, assists, and. Yeah. That is not true because he's been here for months. So it's probably more like, what, two, three million for an assist or two. <laughs> Let's and we signed him on a three-year deal as well. So that 200K, I know we just cleared a lot off of our books in the last transfer window, but that 200K for the next two seasons, that's going to well, kill up. And Aubameyang as well. Yep. You know, is he, is he going to rediscover his form or do we have some issues here? Hmm. Well, the, the the striker thing is going to need to be addressed in the summer. Um, I think on a on a more positive note, in terms of players that have come in, I I, I actually thought I thought Matt Ryan did well. Um, 
I think he had, he made seven saves actually from the looks of it. As we said, I thought the goal was, was unfortunate, but I, I thought he did pretty well. What, what, what did you guys make of it? Yeah. I th- Considering he's just come back from an injury himself, you know, he could essentially have felt rushed into that performance given the clear concerns we have with Renison. I think he had a very good game. He made some very good saves, um, pushed the diving saves, pushed the ball out well into clear spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he did re- did really well. And like you said, it's really unfortunate with the goal. There really wasn't much he could do with it. Yeah. And I mean, and that could have, you know, this was a big game for him. He's never played at a club of this stature. Um you know, he's come in and I think it was 74 seconds in to concede a goal like that. He could have he could have crumbled like, you know, arguably another one of our keepers recently did. Um, but he didn't. So I think credit to him for pulling it together. What, what do you say, Jamie? Yeah, uh, deflection, completely done him in. Um, I thought he had a really, really good game. As you said, seven saves. Uh, that's for a goalkeeper in his first start. He's had one training session. Yeah. Yeah. So fitness wise, I think he played well. Um, he kept us in the game. I mean, yeah, we ended up losing. We still lost the game, but it could have been a lot worse. And what was my prediction? Wasn't it 2-0? So, yeah. hey, I like being wrong sometimes. I, I think it would have been worse with Renarsson. Um, I think the fact that he's been left out of the Europa League squad for someone who's only on loan here for, you know, four or five months or whatever is is you know, damning evidence um, that Arteta doesn't rate him. I mean, on the game as a whole, it it feels like if you exclude the goal at the start, it was fairly level. Um, Both teams had chances. We, we, you know, we had a lot of chances that should have been shots on target, should have maybe uh, forced Martinez into making a few saves, although I still think he did, he did well. Um, as you say, only three out of 14 shots were on target. But yeah, I think, mm, I don't think we deserve to win it overall, even in spite of the uh, the decisions. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, um, we, we're just not clinical enough in taking the chances. We dominated possession. I think we had 63% possession over the course 67. of the game. Sorry? I've got sixty. I've got sixty-six here. Yeah. Sixty-six. Okay. <laughs> so, somewhere in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, that's a dominating number, um, and we just can't materialise it into goals. And unfortunately, that run of form we were on, I think that's well and truly done now. You know, we've taken well, one point out of nine. I think. Um, I just think that early goal has cost us so badly, because you know we we said earlier about. Um, Villa holding on to win 11 out of 12 um, that they you know they were happy to sit back and their their, their defence and their I, I, I honestly at the moment I wonder if Martinez is the best keeper in the league um, he's certainly top three for me I mean is there anyone else you'd put above him I'm not so sure um, because it's not Probably just Ed the saves Edison. yeah but you think of the long um, sort of kicks he does up the pitch on the break. You know, he picked out Traore a couple of times with fantastic yeah. balls, mm-hmm. absolutely lethal. Um, now, I remember him doing that for Arsenal and Traore didn't make anything of it, but, you know, um, that's exactly what you want from your keeper. Um, but, you know, I think I think the fact of this is, is this is a very, very good Aston Villa team. 
um, better than we've seen in any of our lifetimes, you'd, you'd probably have to say. And I think the crux of it is, is that this is an Arsenal team that is heavily in progress, isn't it? It's, it's a rebuilding job and it's, you know, it's quite early into the rebuilding job probably, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. We're still looking for that experience to come into the youngsters games. We're still looking for that experience from the manager. Um, I think Arteta is the right guy for the job, but it is going to be a long process. And I think we need to be more realistic with what we can expect in the coming seasons. Um, Given the state of the table, I mean, I know we've got a question on this later on, but we're going to struggle for European football. Mm. Um, Yeah, I just don't know. It's just one of these things where we're gifting these games to to the opposition. You know, the Wolves one, although the decision went against us, it was gifted. You know, we switch off at the back and a goal happens like that. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about the Wolves penalty and red card. And we've discussed that. We all have our thoughts on that. But that whole situation came from a, you know, a huge defensive lapse, didn't it? A huge gap in the middle for William Jose. Um, and that whole situation could have been avoided. So, yeah, whilst, whilst there's positives with each performance, I think, I think it's going to take him a long time. I think, I think he probably should get the time. Um, I mean, he's clearing out the squad very quickly. Um, you sort of wonder who will who will survive long term of the you know the people that aren't new recruits, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a season or two before he's really sort of gelling. I agree. Yeah. I think a realistic target will be competing for Champions League football. I think not next season, the season after. Well, let's let's move on to the questions we have. Um, the question from Charlie: Looking at the current league position with Europa, uh, Europe even recommencing in a couple of weeks, do you feel Arsenal need to prioritise a strong finish to the league season or put hopes on the Europa League campaign? Jamie, do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, I think um, what we tenth at the moment, and we're bound to drop after. Oh well, Southampton are losing at the moment, so that gives us some breathing room. Mm. Um, I just, I really can't see us climbing anywhere near the Champions League spots I'd, at the moment. Can we even get Europe, Europa League spots? Just focus on the Europa League. Um, if we've got this one leg game as well, if mm. UEFA let us do that, that takes a bit more pressure off of us with the amount of games that are coming up. We don't have a cup run now because obviously losing in the FA Cup, that gives us eight days rest before the next game. Yeah. Um, yeah, just. For me, we've got to focus on Europa. We've got a strong Europa squad. I know there's some big teams in it this year that have dropped down from the Champions League. Yeah. Any hopes of European football next season? And this will lead into the next question as well. Money for transfers in the summer and going forward, we need European football. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at the points we've got, we've got 31 points, we've played 23 games, so that means we've we've dropped a total of 38 points from 23 games. That is that is a hell of a lot. Um, you know, and the teams that are fourth and fifth, 
you know, Liverpool are on 40 points from a, you know, potential tally of 66. So the, the teams around there are playing good football, but a lot of them are dropping points. So I feel like if we're, if we're not at it, you know, with those things considered, I think, um, I think any sort of league push is, it's going to be very hard now. Um, particularly, I think we've now played the most games, haven't we? Apart from yeah. maybe yeah. Brighton and Newcastle. So I don't, I don't think you can sort of abandon the league and just say, right, well, that's done, you know, because um, <laughs> clearly that's where the, you know, where you're building the team. But I, th- I think to aim for top four is, is going to be tough, too tough. I think, I think top six is going to be very tough as well. Yeah. Um, I think we've got more chance of qualifying for the Champions League through the through Europa than qualifying for the Europa yeah, of course. through the league. It's yeah, a, it's a weird, weird situation to find yourself in. But I think a lot of the assets have got to be put towards a good Europa campaign now. We are actually the bookies' third favourite with the Europa League, um, so it can happen. Another another question I have is: Should teams that perform poorly in the Champions League and end up in third, should they be dropping down into the Europa League? No. No. It's not the competition you entered. I think that's mental. Yeah. Don't you think, you know, take you know, take me for example. I'm I'm a runner. You imagine me turning up to a marathon halfway through. <laughs> just you know, of course I'd beat all my mates, you know? <laughs> yeah, just just because you did a bit of another marathon on another day you want to yeah. head start in this one yeah i i think i don't think it's fair that you can you know drop out of one tournament and just just go into another one as if you're somehow superior i uh, I, don't, I don't think that's fair at all i think it's quite disrespectful actually to the europa league um yeah hopefully they'll change that so yeah i think we're saying you know, you can't give up on the league because, I mean, there's been so many twists and turns this season. We've had so many leaders. I'm sure there will be more twists. Um, but I, I don't think aiming for top six is is going to be a fruitful goal. I think we've just got to do what we can with that. And I think the other question is, are you that bothered if we're not in the Europa League next season? I mean, obviously, it's because we'd rather be in the Champions League but you need to respect what European football does for the club in terms of funding mm. it's you know we don't see a lot of funding from the owners anyway and we kind of really have to work with kind of operating cash so I think being out of Europe entirely would do damage could we lose a lot of key players because they want European football. Would Aubameyang leave? Would Lacazette leave? Would Partey leave? You know, all these people are elite footballers and should be playing in the Champions League week in, week out. Mm. Well, and, every but, other week. But is and there that? Sorry, you can. But is there damage done? In you know, a lot of teams have this where, you know, you see it with teams like Everton and Burnley and Wolves, where they've gone into the Europa League and their league form has suffered because it, it is it is draining those Thursday games the Europa League fixtures are quite often um, you know traveling further than the Champions League fixtures um, 
and it's closer to the weekend. The recovery time is poorer. Um, it does. It yeah. does seem like there is a correlation with Europa League. I know. I, I don't mean to pin our bad form on playing in the <laughs> Europa League. That's obviously not the case. But um, I don't think it helps. Um, I mean, you can use the example of the year Chelsea finished eleventh. Obviously, no European football that year. Mm. Uh, the following season, they came back and won the league. Yeah, so we're going to win the league. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. oh, you know what? Uh, go on, say it. it, say now. it. <laughs> we're gonna win the league. That's it. That's what we. Want. But how William much did they? How much did the they spend? Scorer. How much did they spend on that season that they didn't have European football? How much reinforcements did they do? Because I don't think our board has the merit to actually go. Do you know what? No European football. Let's just put some more money into the, the club and just rebuild. If we do focus on Europa League, get knocked out of Europa League, and then we let our league form drop so much that we don't get European football, are more fans going to be going for Arteta's head again? I think we have to start project rebuild again and again and again. Well, with a board that doesn't have any real faith or trust in what they're doing, because I don't think our board has any clue how to run a football club. I think he has the core of a squad now, Arteta. Um, It's you know, it's flawed, but he's got elements he can work with. And he's, you know, he's now got five or six or seven players that he's brought in personally that he wanted at the club. Um, so I think he can build with that. I, I, I don't think we need to be doing a Chelsea and spending 225 million in a transfer window. And look, that doesn't work either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we said that at the start of the season, you can't bring in seven players at once it might even have been eight and just expect them to all gel instantaneously that's that's madness um and you know Lampard lost his job as a result um there are there are a few positions to be to be improved on but I think he's got the core I think he's got the core um which sort of takes us on to the the next question nicely uh from Carl do you cash in on Albu this summer did we make a mistake not cashing in this summer uh, who do you go for as a replacement if we do, George? It's a tough one given his league form this season about what to do in the summer. Did we make a mistake not cashing out in the summer? No. Given the information we had at hand, you know, he essentially carried us through that season. He won us the FA Cup. We did not make a mistake signing him up, but a new contract unfortunately it's just not worked out the way we hoped we thought that form would carry on and we would really be looking at a top four challenge but this year you have to really consider all options because he has just signed a bumper contract um but if it's not working out for him is it really that bad to be looking elsewhere yeah, I mean, I th- I think if he'd gone in the summer and we were having the struggles that we've had this season, which we still would have had, it would be so, so, so easy to say, oh, well, it's because Aubameyang left, isn't it? So, you know, h- hindsight's a nice thing in that perspective, but I think the, I think the fans would have been pretty gutted if he'd gone. Um, but, it's, you know, it hasn't worked out, so... It's a no. difficult one. But what um, we're looking at is 
two players who, in my opinion, are currently ahead of Aubameyang in the pecking order in Pepe and arguably Martinelli is offering more than him. So, yeah, in um, my opinion, I think selling Alba, if, if that is something the club considers, I think it does need to be put into a centre forward, not necessarily a winger. Well, yeah, and that, that's part of the question. Do you cash in this summer? I mean, <laughs> cash in is a, an interesting term, isn't it? Are there going to be big buyers for Alba this summer? I I, that's, I think that's the point of, did we make the mistake last um, in this summer of not selling him? Uh, as you said, hindsight's a beautiful thing. I was one of the main people. I think George would have got loads of messages from me anyway uh, during the summer going, has he signed the thing? Yeah. We all said, as he signed the thing, signed the thing, and was it worth it? Can you say that again? Yeah, signed the thing, acting like I'm Snapchatting him right now. You said, you said it. Don't even lie to it. You, we were in the pub, and you said sign the thing. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. always fourteen shirts on when we won the FA Cup, and we were so bloody stupid we didn't realise that that was about the 14th FA Cup. We thought no, we were like, he signed it. He signed it. He signed it. He signed it again. I think that might've been the shots more than anything, but we were very happy that he signed it. And he is a legacy player. He wanted his whole point of signing was to be that legend. And I don't think he's le- uh, living up to those standards at all at the moment. I don't think he's a leader. Uh, obviously he's got, personal problems at the moment so that's gonna take his mind off things a little bit but before that he'd barely come onto form yes he got those two goals in our last win yeah but I just if we if someone comes for him in the summer then yeah I think we should sell him I probably we probably wouldn't get much but again it's 250 grand a week on Mm. a 31 year old I just, just, just put. He's thirty-one, and we're spending two hundred. It's how much do we do on Meza Erzul? Three hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's two more years of that. I just, whoever makes these deals in our club is an absolute moron. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think any of us would probably mind if he did go, just because of how poorly he's, how poor he's performed over the course of the season, but. I, you know, I, I'm struggling to see who would be able to a put up a decent bid for him and b who'd really want to at the moment. Um, you know, what clubs would be in for him? Also, left field of who do we uh, sign? I've seen quite a lot of Championship players thrive in the Premiership this season. Bamford, absolutely brilliant this season. Ollie Watkins has got three goals in two games against us. He was playing Championship football last season. Hmm. you can get a good bargain from the championship. Maybe that, um, is it Ivan Tony who plays with Brentford at the moment? Hmm. Yeah. That top, that would be... Top scorer in the league at the moment, isn't he? he? If he wants to come to Arsenal, we can get him for a good deal. Though, I feel like some teams in the summer will be putting their prices up because they know we might be desperate. Yeah. I rate uh, Odson Edwards at Celtic. Um, mm-hmm. You know he's done very well. He's not again. He's going through a similar season to Aubameyang. He's not doing as well, but he's still banging in the goals. Um, and again, you know it's it's Celtic. Just the Scottish league players just seem to be that little bit cheaper. I mean, we've seen Tierney at 
fitness aside and injuries aside, he seems to have been an absolute steal at the price we got him for. And mm. with that connection, could we swoop in and take Eduard as well? Maybe. Well, or should Martinelli get a shot up front? Ooh. I think that silence says a little bit too much there, really. Um, I think he's better on the wing. Um, his link-up play with Tierney is brilliant. I saw it last season in Europa League, a few games I went to. He, he just telepathic with the crosses and the headers. Uh, but again, that's group stage of the Europa League, playing against fish farmers from Czechoslovakia. I've just... Czechoslovakia. Really, I just how, how old I just, are you? <laughs> I just You're still living in the nineties. Oh, I am old. Don't forget, I am very old. I'm senile. Um, <laughs> but to my point, um, yeah, I just I think we need to sign a marquee um, centre forward. Yeah, yeah, we need. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be a big name. I don't, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be someone younger. Um, I think that's going to be how transfers are now for a little while. I think that the the clubs that have someone that's looking, you know, that's on fire, like like look at Buendia with Norwich, they can just say, right, 40 million. And clubs are thinking, mm-hmm. well, we got no one in the gates. Finances are tough. We can't spend, you know, that much. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be, you know, going down the leagues and going down to, to small uh, – other you know other leagues in Europe. Um, last question from Simon: Is Euro twenty slash twenty one coming too soon for Emil Smith Rowe, considering the progress he is making? George, you want to take this one? Um, yeah, I think it is too soon for him, considering the other players in the England squad. Like we've, we're looking at a really strong England squad at the moment, and I particularly think- going forward. Yeah, 100%. And I feel if he is included, it's going to be a case of Theo Walcott when he went to the World Cup. He's he's going to be there on the team sheet, but will we see him play? In, in the squad, Probably you mean? Not. Yeah, in the squad, sorry. But will we see him play? I don't think so. Mm. He's just not had enough time to develop the experience needed at, on the international stage. You know, don't get me wrong, the World Cup, we could see him there and every international moving forward. But I think it's just a little bit too I could I could see him making a friendly squad in the you know the, the weeks and months coming. I I don't think he'll be in the Euro squad um un, unless Arsenal go on, you know, some unbelievable run that he's plays a pivotal role within. Um it's it's tough, isn't it, when you see these young English attacking prospects coming through, obviously. Calvert Lewin's had a great season. Um, Ollie Watkins is looking great, and you know you've got the same thing on the wings. And you're just thinking there's so many options up there. Um, and Smith Rowe, you know, a lot of people want to see Grealish in that central attacking midfield yeah. role, and he is absolutely on fire. Um, you he know, struggles with Southgate. You know, like he's really found it hard to break into the England team so if Grealish is can't I think you know Grealish will be in the Euro squad without a doubt but how long it's taken him I think Emil may have that same issue you know I don't think it'll be this year I think Grealish will get I think Grealish will start this summer um 
he just whenever he's on the ball he just it just looks like something's going to happen you know yeah i think he's a top top talent um and one of probably if not the driving force of villa's success this year yeah definitely so no maybe not euros for for smith throw but perhaps the world cup um okay so let's finish up with a, a short preview leads away next sunday valentine's day <laughs> What are our, what are our predictions for that? Leeds at home, heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's a tough one to call. It really is with our, the way we can just gift goals to the opposition right now, and w- when they've got players like Bamford, they're not going to miss. I think we really need to be switched on for this match. Um, Leeds could potentially be ahead of us by the time we play them. Um, you know, they're only two points behind and they've got, I think they've got two games in hand over us. So, you know, in theory, are we trying yeah. to catch them up rather than pull away? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, being well, home, sorry. Like, like the game today, it's, it's if we want to be anywhere near them, it's must win. Um, yeah. So w- w- what scoreline are you going for? I'm going to say I'm going to say a 2-1 to Arsenal. Okay. I think we'll bounce back. We've, we're going to have the advantage of being at home. I know we've not been on fire at home this year, but it is always an advantage playing in your own stadium. I think we'll bounce back and I'm going to have a goal from uh, Saka and Pepe. Okay, Jamie? I'm actually going to be optimistic for once, not pessimistic. Bloody hell. Um, I know, it's shocking, isn't it? So, again, I do think it comes down to who's the fittest to play uh, and where we play them. I would not let Cedric play on the left. Uh, If we're going to play any backup left back, I would rather, I know it takes away from our attacking on the right-hand side, but play um, Saka at left back, Mm. get his interplay with Pepe on the left. Um, I would start the uh, the new guy in central midfield. Odegaard. Did I say that right? I feel like I said that right. Odegaard. Well, yeah. if if you're taking Saka off the right, I would start Odegaard on the right and still have Smith Rowe running through the middle. But you mm. can have them two cross over. That's, that was my yeah. point. Thank, thank you. Thank yeah. you, George. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, have those two. Um, I just, up front, I'm not sure... Um, do you play Laka or do you I'd, play? I'd go with Laka. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. I don't think. And... You know. I think when the, when they're both playing well, Aubameyang is better. When they're playing badly, Lacazette will still give you that intense work rate, and that is what we're not seeing from Aubameyang. We're seeing someone to me who looks a bit depressed and a bit a bit lazy, a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. up front. The balls that coming in from the side, he's sort of you know almost walking into the box. There's not that desperation to win the ball and knock it in the back of the net are they it's almost got a fall yeah. perfectly for him well, you know? one, one yeah. we saw in the at the 90th minute I mean I know Rob Holden was coming across to try and reach it but Albania just let it go yeah you still it, swing for it mate you still yeah, swing exactly. for it you still swing for it you know yeah and I think you'd ask you know, if it's a 50-50 who wanted it more Mings or Albamiang I feel like that's quite an easy question you know mm. yeah yeah also, um, I saw Mari on the bench. I would probably start him in central defence. Uh, I wouldn't put Louise in. 
uh, and um, just keep anyone away from Anayoski. Don't headbutt him. Don't slap him. Don't risk getting another red card. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be about common sense in the game, and I think a lot of our players are really lacking that at the moment. I think yeah. I think Leeds will be a good team for us to play though, because as much as they're very attacking, <laughs> we know that they are not very solid at the back. So it'll be no. a very very different game to to today. I think if we can match, try and match their intensity, um, I think we'll have a good chance. So I'm going to go. I mean, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet against Leeds, though. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go three-one. Um, I'm going to say I've no idea who's going to score. Let's go with Pepe. Pepe hat trick. <laughs> Pepe hat trick. Has. I'm also going to go with a three-one. Um, yeah, I would definitely go with um, Pepe to get one, the new guy to get one, and Lacazette to get the other. The new guy, what Matt I Ryan? Can't, no, I can't. <laughs> Matt Maybe. Ryan. You, you never know. Take come up for a for a penalty. Who knows? I'll take Odegaard. Odegaard. Thank you. Odegaard. 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 That's quite. That's quite good, George. Well done. I saw the Instagram video of him pronouncing it. Is that like, I am he, he Odegaard, like, but you can call me Odegaard. He looked like he had been forced into that quite heavily, didn't he? He did not look happy no. about that. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to call him Mo from now on. Mo. Yeah, M O. Well, because you, well, you can't M-O. say Mo. okay. I thought was... you. You know, the only reason I'm on this is because I cannot pronounce people's names. <laughs> I can't even pronounce a man in a van once. Don't forget. Uh, well, didn't... we've had the uh, the gold from Johnny. Was it William Saliba? <laughs> that's not as bad as Alabama bang though <laughs> oh. Oh, well to be fair I, st- I still think Czechoslovakia is a country so yeah oh. All uh, right. we've, we've got our assignments Arsenal stop giving away sloppy passes Jamie yeah. update European history <laughs> and Johnny Saliba <laughs> okay homework in order um yeah let's wrap it up there i think um maybe some positives but yeah tough result let's hope for a better better result next sunday so thanks for listening and we will catch you then (laughs) 